With closing arguments expected to on Monday, we're in the final stage of the Derek Chauvin trial. Knowing there's been months of planning to keep the city safe, I'm wondering, Mayor Jacob Fry, what can the city expect going into next week? Good morning. Well, good morning, Freddie, and you are right. We are presently officially in phase three of Operation Safety Net, which means that all all the planning, all of the engagement that we've been doing over this last almost year uh, is being put into action to keep the people of Minneapolis safe, to to protect the, the safety of those that are protesting peacefully, making sure that we are protecting First Amendment rights. And, of course, to, to protect all of our local businesses along those commercial corridors that were very much targeted last summer. Um, and so as we move into phase three, you know, I know there's a whole lot of trauma right now in the community. This is a very tense moment. Uh, and I know that that pain and, and trauma is acutely felt by our black and brown communities. And so we want to make sure that we're reaching out to them as much as possible. It's really interesting that uh, everything was set up with uh, the Derek Chauvin trial and the trial of the three other officers in mind with Operation Safety Net. And then we have the, the trauma situation happening in Brooklyn Center. Uh, there are some organizers, uh, community organizers, Mayor, who are saying that perhaps Operation Safety Net isn't working. How would you respond? We have been planning for Operation Safety Net for, like I said, back since August. Uh, and we've done dozens of community briefings. We've done briefings to press to make sure that people knew what was to come. Uh, and, you know, I fully understand that everything that's happening in Brooklyn Center, that, by the way, Minneapolis police are not involved with, uh, really renews a lot of fresh trauma. Um, but, you know, our, our number one priority uh, over these next uh, week or two here in Minneapolis has got to be to protect uh, First Amendment rights and to keep people safe. Everyone, we're talking with Mayor Jacob Fry about uh, just current events that are going on. I'm just curious, uh, what's the, the relationship that you have with the Brooklyn Center Mayor? Uh, mayor Mike Elliott and I are, are, are good friends. I've certainly talked to him quite a bit over the last several days even. And, um, you know, I know personally uh, what it feels like to be a mayor that is very much in the crosshairs of all of this the national attention and a very, very difficult time. And, I mean, the, the tragic and horrible uh, officer-involved killing of Dante Wright renews so much uh, fresh trauma in our communities. And I know that Mayor Mike Elliott is in so many ways uh, at the focal point of it all. And so certainly my heart is with him. My heart is with the people of Brooklyn Center as they go through this really tragic time right there in the heart of their community. And I'm just curious, uh, you talked earlier about uh, Operation Safety Net and how it's interacting with uh, certain uh, community organizers and so forth. Can you talk about the importance of these organizations given the events that we've experienced since Sunday night as uh, as a backdrop? Well, I can. Now, it's, it's, it's not just Operation Safety Net, which is largely focused on law enforcement. What we've also got is the work that's done through our different community organizations. And our Office of Violence Prevention has partnered with these community-centered groups that are working towards this health-centered uh, collective public safety, which, which will use a very community-focused and centered approach. And uh, we've contracted with about seven different organizations that I actually talked about last week on this very call. Um, and again, the whole point is to interrupt the cycle of violence, is to push for de- de-escalation and then conflict resolution. It's a new model. I believe in it. I believe in our director, uh, Sasha Cotton, who's been doing an incredible job. Uh, and we need to keep that going over this next couple weeks.
It's been almost a year since George Floyd uh, was killed. We're approaching this year's the anniversary of that uh, unfortunate death. What sort of changes have been enacted? I know we've talked about restorative change and some types of reforms within the Minneapolis Police Department. We've talked about the attorney embedded uh, with the department. Can you talk about how that's going and what other changes that can be expected? It's going well. We are making progress. Are we there yet? The answer is no. Uh, but we have instituted a litany of changes focused on accountability, on transparency, and on enacting culture shift. And, and we've you know, overhauled our use of force policy to make it as stringent as possible under state law. As you mentioned, we embedded the city attorney in our disciplinary practices. And we are indeed making progress right now, um, and we are seeing that shift that undoubtedly needs to take place. Now, you know, the difficult part, Freddie, is that none of this happens overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no hashtag or catchphrase that I can suddenly use and make it all better. Uh, you know, pretty much every city in the country is grappling with these difficult issues right now, and Minneapolis is not immune. In fact, uh, we have a ton of work to do. Um, and so the work is happening. It's coming. Um, uh, but, you know, we all need to work together to make it a reality. Mayor, it's got to be tough with uh, Dante Wright, uh, George Floyd. We just saw a 13-year-old uh, shot at the hands of police uh, just uh, has come to light uh, yesterday. And then 28 mass shootings in the, in the last 30 days. Uh, the PR isn't good for <laughs> reformative or restorative uh, Uh, care in our communities. Freddie, you're right. And what you just stated and what we are seeing nationwide, whether it's Brooklyn Center or Chicago, is emblematic of the complexity and difficulty of of these situations. I mean, I was listening to, to Katie Wright and Dante's family the other day as they were just expressing pure agony mm-hmm. um, having lost a loved one. And, and it, is, it is horrible. I mean, there's no way around that. I was also over on West Broadway the other day and listening to you know some of these business owners that got hit pretty hard um, during some looting following, following the, the, the killing of Dante Wright. You know, and um, I feel for them, too. It's it's this collective grief in our community um, right now that we're all experiencing. And it's only compounded um, by violence, be it officer involved violence or or, or be it um, violence uh, coming from a gunshot. Um, And I'll tell you, it's, um, you know, we're all feeling so much pain right now. And. What I would tell community is like, look, take care of yourself. Look out for your friends. Look out for your family. Love on them as much as possible. And when you get a moment, take a breath. Uh, take a breath. Uh, and take, in fact, take several of them uh, mm-hmm. because we're going to need them over these coming weeks. That was my next question. Where do we go for the healing? We, we're hearing children saying, I can't sleep at night because of the noise. I can't sleep because I'm concerned about my business. I, I can't uh, go on because we're losing revenue because of all these things that are happening in our communities. What, uh, as a final thought this morning, sir, what uh, would you say to the communities? Uh, I, I know people are listening to you around the world, around the country this morning. What would you say as a final thought this morning uh, to help us to bridge uh, this gap, this chasm that we find right now happening in uh, several different aspects of our communities? Well, I don't think anything that I can say alone is going to bridge that chasm that you just spoke of. 
and as far as healing goes, you know, there's no one place where you can go for healing. If you need counseling services, we can have those made available. Um, I was over at Shiloh Temple the other day, and that certainly was a was a wonderful location for healing. We had a healing circle, and of course, uh, Bishop Howell uh, it worked his magic as usual, you know. And uh, it, it depends who you are. For me personally, you know, I, I love going out for a run, and that that's uh, that's my time to you know work off a little bit of energy and, and heal up myself a bit. Um, and then just being with your family, you know, again, loving on one another because we need that love right now more than ever. All right. Mayor Jacob Fry, thanks for spending some time with us this morning. See you again soon. Thank you so much, Freddie. Hang in there. Okay. You too, sir.